Good morning and welcome to another podcast. This is Kimberly Horman from Horman Equestrian Services. I am a trainer and instructor located in New Hampshire and today I would like to go over some bidding basics with everybody. So as we know as riders, bits are a really important tool for communicating with the horse. They help us steer, they help us stop, um, you know, they do all different types of things in, in your communication and you really want that communication with your horse to always be clear. So, you know, let's, let's go over this a bit. There's lots of different types of bits out there. Um, today we're mostly just going to be talking about snaffles, curbs, and pelham bits, um, but there's plenty of other variations and different types of bits that you're going to come across out there. So finding the right bit for you and your horse takes a lot of trial and error, but with education, education is always key. Hopefully this episode will help you understand how the bit works with the horse's anatomy a little bit more and hopefully set you on the right track as to choosing the right bit for your horse and using it correctly when you're applying your cues. So one of the most common types of bits out there on the market right now are snaffle bits. And the way that works, the way they work is to add direct pressure on the tongue, the corners of the mouth and the jaw. Now, snaffles don't create any leverage, um, so they more so have the effect of drawing your horse's head upwards a little bit and inwards a little bit. Um, so the fact that there's no leverage makes it very good for a young horse, um, a horse that's entering into a new discipline, um, you know, or, or a green horse of any age for that matter. It's very important to remember there's all different types of snaffles. There's full cheek, there's loose ring snaffles, there's D-ring snaffles. Um, there's so many different types out there. But, you know, for example, if you have a horse that has a little bit of a hard time turning, sometimes a full cheek snaffle will absolutely help with that issue. Um, and it's important to think of the mechanism of, of how that helps. So let's use the full cheek snaffle as an example. If you're using direct rein and you want to take a right and you use your right hand, the bit is going to apply a little bit of pressure on the left corner of the mouth and it's going to push the horse in the direction that you want to go. Remember, the horse is always looking to move away from pressure um, and so when they feel that bit of pressure on the outside of their mouth, on that outside uh, corner of the mouth, it's going to help them move to the right. So that little pressure on the left says, hey, in order to get away from that pressure, you're going to come to the right hand. Then there's also a couple of other types of snaffles, like the mullen mouth. Um, a mullen mouth puts more pressure on the tongue. And then you've got the jointed bits, and they transfer more of that pressure to the bars, which are the area without teeth inside the horse's mouth where the bit rests. Now another very common bit out there is called the curb bit. And these bits generally have a shank, which is attached to the mouthpiece. And then there's also a curb chain that goes underneath the jaw. And what that does is it adds leverage to the rein action. So when you're, when you're using your rein, it increases pressure on the tongue and it also increases pressure on the jaw which encourages the horse to close the pole joint and also lower the head and kind of increase that flexion in the tempomandibular joint or the TMJ. Um, 
these bits because of that process are generally a little bit more severe and you really need to have the correct hand position and soft enough hands to be using these bits correctly. So a really important thing to remember about a curb bit is you really can't use one of those until your horse has a strong foundation and a strong understanding of the pressure provided by the snaffle bit in the beginning of the training. So if you have a horse that runs through the bit, a horse that has trouble steering, any of that, you really don't want to be putting that curb bit on yet because a curb bit sort of multiplies um, that pressure. So if you're putting two or three pounds of pressure on that horse's reins, he's gonna feel 12, 15 pounds depending on the length of the shank. And the last bit we're gonna talk about today is pelham bits. And those are generally used with two sets of reins, but they're only attached to one bit. So it's very different than a double bridle, which we can talk about in a different uh, episode. So generally they look like curb bits. They've got an extra ring or multiple extra rings sometimes along the mouthpiece. So it can be used as a snaffle. Um, it also can be used as a curb bit where we're adding a little bit of leverage or you can attach two sets of reins and sort of use it as both. So it really depends, the severity of the bit and the mechanism of the bit depends on where the reins are actually attached to the bit. One of my favorite things about a Pelham bit is it trains riders how to handle two sets of reins. So it's a great middle ground between riding in a snaffle bridle and riding in a double bridle if I'm working with a dressage rider who wants to ride the upper levels. Um, I find it a very, very useful tool in teaching that rider how to keep soft hands um, and how to properly use two different sets of reins. So that was a very, very basic explanation of some common bits and how they work and what the mechanism is for them. But to finish up, as always, when we're talking about bits, we need to talk about hands. So here's a little disclaimer for you to remember. Um, hands are always going to make the difference for comfort on your horse. So, you know, even if you're riding in a snaffle bit and it's the nicest snaffle bit in the world and you have rough hands, that's not going to feel good to the horse. So the rider's hands always dictates the comfort of a horse. Um, you know, it's very, very important for us as riders to not forget that we're literally holding a tool that is connected to our horse's mouth. We also really don't want to be using the bit to lower the horse's head. Um, I'm planning on making a whole segment on this or a whole podcast on this, but here's a fun little exercise you can do at home um, to really see why that's the case and why we can't use the bit to sort of fish your horse's head down. Correct self-carriage comes from the back and it comes from the abs. Um, and it comes from balance. So if you get down onto your hands and knees and you arch your back and you get tight in your back and you sort of let your abs drop, um, your head is naturally gonna go up, all right? So if you try to bend your neck down and put your head down, it's gonna be extremely difficult to do that. And it's gonna create extra tension in your shoulders, extra tension throughout your back, um, and it's going to be like you're fighting your own body, okay? Now, if you were to flatten your back or even lift your back a little bit by using your abs to do that, your head would naturally come down. So that's really something that we need to remember as riders 
is the bit, although it's a very important tool and communication tool, it isn't going to teach our horses to properly carry themselves. That's our job as riders and trainers. So I would like to thank everybody for tuning in today. I hope everyone has a great day. Um, I know over here in New Hampshire, it's just been beautiful weather, a bit on the hot side for this time of year. Um, we've got Memorial Day weekend coming up, so hopefully everybody has time to spend with their horses and at the barn and riding and enjoying. So as usual, stay tuned. You can check out my website, facebook.com slash horsemanship. I do offer uh, remote teaching and virtual lessons for people across the country. I believe in equal opportunity for every student to have access to um, quality training and uh, lesson material. So feel free to contact me with any questions, concerns, or feedback. I'm always happy to hear it, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Mm -hmm.